0: Dum dum da da, da, dum dum da da dum dum da dum dum da da uh, okay. Hello and welcome back to the Young Life Buckeye Region podcast. Our Young Life Region was hoping we could gather leaders and staff for a few theology courses this summer, but with COVID nineteen we decided nope. And we have moved some of the teachings we had planned onto the internet into this digestible podcast format for you to listen to at your convenience. This episode is with Greater Columbus Associate Metro Director Grady Dalzell, who has recorded a few conversations with some of his favorite people, talking about one of his favorite topics, which is how to love the lost. Conversations with Ricky Hall and Sidney Hall, Rachel Mead, and Malcolm Keith are all heading your way. So, without further ado, let's jump right into the conversation. dum dum da da dum 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 Hey, Buckeye Region, this is Grady Dalzell. I'm a Young Life leader on the north side of Columbus. Tom Dixon asked me to put together a recording of a few different conversations with some Young Life leaders from around the area, uh, really talking about the motive, the heart behind what makes Young Life really unique. In the 40s, Young Life began with Jim Rayburn being asked by his pastor, saying, Hey, we're doing a great job taking care of these kids. To show up at the church, but what about all those that will never show up here? So Young Life was really born with a heart and an eye for those who are far from God, the furthest out there, is a term that gets thrown around a lot. So, today, we're going to talk a little bit about and ask some of our friends who are out there in the field, getting it after every day, why? Why keep going? Why go when it's hard? What motivates us? What's the heart behind it? What's the hope? And I hope these conversations are as as encouraging to you as they have been to me. Uh, So here's who we got. First, we'll talk to Ricky and Sidney Hall. They're a couple of leaders in Columbus City. Ricky's also led some in Westerville, Ohio, as well as done some Young Life college work. So they got a cool, diverse experience that they'll get to share with you. Second, we'll hear from Rachel Mead. Rachel was a Young Life leader in Columbus. She was at Miami for a hot second. Uh, now she's been in Pittsburgh for the last few years and she brings a lot of passion and heart for really running after the lost and furthest out there. Uh, and then lastly, but certainly not least, we got Malcolm Keith, who actually didn't hear about Young Life until he was in his 50s. Uh, and now he's been leading Young Life for the last five years. He's been on staff there leading what's going on in Dayton Urban. Um, and that'll be massively encouraging. But first, we got Sydney and Ricky sharing with you a little bit of uh, about the message, about the heart and the urgency. I hope it encourages you as much as it has encouraged me.
1: Sydney, Ricky, it's great to be with you in this COVID season over the phone. Sorry, I'm not sitting in front of your faces. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah, Ricky, tell us a little bit about yeah why you love getting to run after lost kids, uh, what that looks like for you.
2: Yeah. So I, I just it it's been fun. Um just loving loving Jesus and loving kids, like um yeah, I've been able to um lead in different contexts, but it's just the same. It, people just want to be loved. Um you know, there's people that I'm not knocking it, but you know, there's people that would just yell things on street corners about Jesus and the gospel, but there's no relationship. And, you know, I've seen like the the, the college, the high schools, the um no matter what the context is, people just want to be loved and know that you care before um they want to hear what you're about. Um so yeah, it's been cool. I have um a, a story. When I was at leaving at Westerville South there was a kid who um I didn't really I didn't know he was with another kid that I knew and I went up to talk to the kid I knew to, in hopes to be able to, um, introduce myself. So I did the classic, man, you look familiar. <laughs> so I went to the, middle, you look familiar. Like, I know you, he was like, nah, you don't know me. Um, I'm suspended all the time. Um, and, and I'm like probably gonna get expelled. He's like, I sell drugs. I do all these things da da da. So, um, You know, he was just like, I'm just trying to find out what life's all about. And I told him, I looked in his eyes, I was like, I know the meaning of life. Like, I know what life's all about. And just with confidence, I told him that. And he looked at me and he said some words that I probably should, can't say. (laughs) Uh, It was just like, I need to know that right now. Like, the urgency in his eyes, he was like, I need to know the meaning of life. I need to know what you know about the meaning of life. And um, that was just that. That story will always stick with me because he was searching, and everyone's searching um but he 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 was desperate to know um what's the purpose of all of this because there has to be a purpose um and you know, just excited that we carry a message we it's not just a fairy tale it's not a story, but there's a real god um his name's Jesus, and he loves us passionately um he gave his life for us. Um he lives today so we can still be with him. So yeah, we, we pack we pack a really cool message, a really powerful message. Um and kids are dying to hear it. Um and we we're dying to hear it. We gotta remind ourselves of it every day. So
1: that's awesome. That's awesome. I, it changes the game when you remember what you got. That's awesome. That me up, Rick. Thanks for sharing that. Uh yeah, Sydney, yeah, would you share with us a little bit about like why you love to you know, run after a lot of kids and be with them?
3: Yeah, yeah. So, um I think one of the big things is just what we get to do is so um close to the heart of Jesus and like what we've gotten to see, what we get to see that he did um all throughout his life is going and Meeting and being with people who were lost and people who were desperate, um, to have the answer, which he had the joy of knowing ultimately was him. And so, um, I think that's one of my favorite things about, yes, being a young life leader, but also just getting to walk with Jesus is that like every day, um, every space, every time that, you know, we're at the school or with kids, um, or anywhere in our life at the grocery store, even like it's an opportunity to partner with him in what he wants to do and what he's already doing in the lives of people. And like the, um, yeah, just like the healing and hope and peace and joy and, um, freedom that he desires to bring people through himself. And so just getting to partner with him in that, um, is such a joy. And, and I just think, um, what Ricky hit on, the relationship piece is so important that like, again, that's what we saw him doing. He, he went to people, um, and showed them that like, I see you. I care about you. I want to know your story. I want to know your life. And so, um, the fact that we get to do that too for people and just like genuinely get to be a friend, genuinely get to pursue them in a way that's like, Yeah, like I said, genuine. And, like, we're not just putting on a show or doing something just to, like, get people to come to our thing. But, like, what I think what really sets us apart is that we really want to be in relationships with people in hopes that they get to see the heart of Jesus and to get to see who he really is. So um, that is just such a joy to get to be a part of.
1: Well, guys, Ricky, Sydney, thank you for taking the time. Um, I love you. I'm encouraged by you. Keep going. praying for you.
0: Appreciate Thank you. it. Thanks, buddy. Love you. Rachel Mead, everybody.
4: <laughs> Hi, Grady.
0: Rach, thanks for taking the time to hang.
4: <laughs> it is great to be with you. I love you. Well, I love you too, dude. It's great to be here, COVID and all.
0: All the COVID. Rach, yeah, share a little bit of your heart about why you love running after Lost Girls and what it means to you and maybe a story that encapsulates that.
4: Awesome. Okay. Um... I'm very thankful that you asked me to share about this because this is something that's very dear to me um, and very that I'm very passionate about. Um, I think when I think about Young Life, I think about running after lost kids and probably because that's kind of how I felt in high school um, when Young Life Leaders stepped into my life. But also I think I've just been really passionate the whole time I've been on Young Life staff about... Um, the kids that we reach and that the furthest out kid is where we need to be and where we need to keep fighting for. And I think, um, I've always really liked the bratty girls. It's kind of been my,
0: (laughs) the bratty girls.
4: (laughs) You got to go after the brats. Um, and just the ones that were harder because I just knew that they were harder because they were hurting in ways. And I think that is what got me excited. And, um, yeah, in in young life to watch God transform and um do things in those kids' lives. And I feel like I really got to watch that in really cool ways when I was a leader in um in Columbus at O'Henry Liberty High School. I got to see that in a lot of ways and um watching kids that you never would have thought um come around and be, you know, believers and accept Christ or be a part of the mission of young life at the school with us, which was really fun but also beyond that and watching them now, you know, now that I'm I'm pretty old, so I'm watching them.
1: You're mature. Mhm.
4: Mature. Well, I don't know if I'm mature but yeah, but um I've aged. So yeah, I've gotten to watch the these kids age too and like kids that you never would have thought um would be living lives for Jesus and marrying guys that love Jesus and raising their babies to love Jesus because um yeah, God came into their lives in high school and we got to be a part of that, which is so fun. So, um, so yeah, I feel like that is something like thinking about that kid and reaching that kid gets me psyched up because there's ways that, um, you have to do that and be strategic about, um, getting to the brattiest, um, popular crew um, and all the crews, but just because because of that, watching the dominoes um, topple at a high school was really, really fun. So I think um, one of the ways recently that I've watched God like change me and grow me in that is like r- six years ago, almost six years ago, I moved to Pittsburgh and restarting a high school and um, from the ground up, kind of of no young life history there, and just starting to meet girls and. Um, you know, wanting to reach these kids that have never heard the gospel, haven't darkened the um, hallways of a church before, or haven't, um, or maybe have but haven't understood it. Um, I think when being in Pittsburgh, I've realized, in a big way, that you don't go alone. Obviously, you go with your co-leaders, and I've watched. I've had so much fun doing that with amazing co-leaders, guy and girl co-leaders, and having. Um, that be so important, but also, it's just what God's doing, like, when I think about it, <laughs> I think about sometimes, like, early on, being pretty arrogant, in the fact of, like, oh, I'm gonna go be friends with this girl, or that girl, but, like, really, it's whatever God, God is moving, and, like, you get to join him in that, and I'm really, it's really fun to watch, I think Pittsburgh has taught me that in ways, because it's just, like, without God, none of it would have happened, or could have happened, I think, um, And, like, we're just getting to a point now, probably, you know, five, almost six years in, of, like, watching, like, a campaigner. I love doing ministry with campaigner kids. That's, like, one of my favorite things. Like, you know, kids that finally get it, and then you go after their friends with them and, like, help and show them how, what that could look like. And that gets me really fired up, and that's just now kind of happening for the first time. And um, I'm thinking about a kid, uh, a girl named Sophia, who... I met, um, probably two years ago, and she's a lacrosse player, and, um, you know, dates a boy that's older than her, and is way too mature for her age, and, you know, too cute for her own good, and all that stuff, and, um, this really sweet girl, though, that, like, on the inside, like, you could tell just, like, when you'd, when you'd go to her lacrosse games, and she'd see you afterward, and you'd talk to her, like, about her goal, or how good she, you know, played, like how well she played like you could just see that she was interested in me being there you know and like you don't see that in every kid so no. i think you don't.
0: i every time i'm at the game i feel like kids are just like man really no, see i no. haven't
4: i haven't had that
0: yeah it's not that it's okay. not what I
4: so yeah sophia um it's just been fun to watch like how she's kind of softened and it's funny cuz she's like on every travel team ever so she can never and you know she's got a lot of um appointments with her boyfriend at all times too so she can't um, her boyfriend's name is Brody, actually.
0: That's amazing. <laughs>
4: it's amazing. It's a great name. I'm
0: going to come lead with you and go after that guy.
4: Could you? Uh, yeah. Brody could really use you, actually. But, um, so, it's funny to think, like, she has started to kind of soften and, like, come around. And, like, this, okay, the COVID summer, terrible COVID summer, like, she, um, for the first time ever, was allowed to come to, like, our little camp trip re- we took because everything else was canceled and so she didn't have a cross and she um came on our little trip and like got to hear about Jesus and like hear the gospel like laid out for her in like this crazy way and I'm just like I've never would have thought Sophia would have come and like it was such an amazing like two day, three days that we had with her and like she's been asking really cool questions and you know she's not totally there yet but it's been really fun to watch her like lean into what what God was already doing in her life. And I think she makes me think of a girl named Erica that I met this year, that, like, this kid is, like, one of the most popular girls in her grade and is just so, um... You can see how much she tries to hide her insecurity with the way she just acts and is. And she's a twin, and she... I think, like, there's stuff with that. And, like, she had an older sister that I knew. And it's fun to, um... She started randomly coming to campaigners this year. Like, so funny. Because, like, none of her friends came. Literally not a lot of girls from her... I think one other girl from her grade came. And she started coming to campaigners this year. And this one campaigners I gave... I talked about Heaven. And she was, like... Um, I could see her face, the whole campaigners. And she was, like, almost getting mad. Like, you can watch her, like, getting mad, you know?
0: That's, that's, that's usually a good sign. <laughs>
4: it's not a good sign. So, afterward, I came up to her and I'm, like... um, I'm like, Erica, can I take you, can I drive you home? And like, she lived in the neighborhood, so it wasn't that far. I drive her home and like, I was literally like, hey, like, would you, would you tell me like what you were thinking about? And it was so incredible. I think I told you this story because I... don't think, I, no, I don't think so. Okay. I drove her home. This was the week before COVID started. So this was like, yeah. So, and she, um, I drove her home and I was like, Erica, I was asking her all these things and she goes, you know what? Like a lot of girls like, at school, like, think that I have it all together, and she, like, totally, you know, the acronym RBF.
0: Oh, yes.
1: A lot
4: of her friends and people think that she has that, and so she, like, that is literally how she presents herself at school and how people think of her, and she was sitting in my car, and she started crying, and she looked at me, and she was like, I actually hate myself, though, Man. and I was literally, like, um it was so cool to be, like, oh, my gosh, Erica, like, I can't even begin to describe to you the way Jesus feels about you and like what he's doing, like he is calling to you girl, like he is after you, you can tell like you why do you why did you come to campaigners this week? why have you like um what is like God's been doing something and like um it was the coolest thing, and I got to kind of lay out the gospel for her, and she actually um we like prayed the prayer in my car awesome, and she's just a kid I never would have ever thought, yep. So, I don't know, it's just, it's so exciting, and, like, I tell you those two stories because I'm, like, I didn't really, like, besides going to their lacrosse games or, like, you know, knowing some of their friends and their campaigner kids, like, God was just doing something in their lives. And, like, I just showed up along with my co-leaders and, like, showed up and, like, spoke when God told me to speak. You know what I mean? So it's just, like, I feel like I've just learned that a ton about, like, I want to reach, be able to reach every kid in high school, whether it's like a kid like that who's really popular and actually really lonely, or um, you know, kids that are campaigners that are coming and like their only friends are at campaigners, or they don't have anyone to sit with at lunch, and like um, what the gospel means for that kid too, and so just um, that just energizes me for the fact that this matters, that this mission to reach kids to reach lost kids kids that have just not heard it before they are so interested in what the god of the universe um has to say and they don't even know it yet yep so you get to put words to yep. what they're feeling and i'm that's why that's what psychs me up about it
0: thanks for doing it rach
4: you got it dude glad to do it alongside you and all of you listening
0: and all you listening I love you
4: love you too dude thanks. god bless god bless people
0: thanks for encouraging us
4: yeah Love you.
0: Who's your uh, favorite? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Malcolm. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us a little bit, brother. Appreciate it, man.
5: No, um, no problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah. T- talk to me just a little bit about, yeah, what, what you're hoping kids will see when you're showing up at the school. Yeah. I, you're hoping.
5: I, I want kids to see two things. Um mm-hmm. What what got me started off in the school uh back uh about twelve years ago, I actually was PTA president at that particular school for five years. And one of the things that, that stood out from uh me doing that job was number one, a lot of families and households lacked educational information on how to have their child move through high school and be prepared to go to college or into a career. And number two, uh, the households were, uh, some of the households were were lacking a a godly environment. So with that being said, I was like, man, something has to give here. And what happened Christmas of 2018, uh, Mm -hmm. a donor bought a 70, no, 82 Bible pass out his Christmas presents, along with some other things, uh, Christmas uh, dinner with the kids. Mm-hmm. And um, during that time, you know, we passed them out. And, you know, in January, we was like, oh, everybody have Bibles now. So, you know, when come to campaigners, you know, bring your Bibles, and, you know, we could start, you know, really getting into the Word. And come to find out in January, February, on into March, you know, we was questioning, like, why you guys don't bring your Bibles to campaigners, you know, it's you know, this that, and the other. And one boy just flat out, you know, said, Man, can't nobody read that Bible? And it was like, One of the leaders said, Why not? They said the word's too small. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, What? So what came from that was we was we individually start asking the people, you know, you having trouble reading your Bible, you have trouble reading your Bible, and then we got to thinking. Maybe it's a reading issue, maybe with hmm. some of the kids. So we secretly was texting some of the kids and asking, "They're come? Are they comfortable with reading?" And this and that. Come to find out, that's when we start collecting report cards. Um, that summer, as a prerequisite to go to camp, you had to bring us a copy of your report card. Hmm. And with that, we start discovering who was doing well in school and who wasn't. And for those that wasn't doing well in school, especially in subjects like math, reading or whatnot, we uh we said, Maybe hey, we need to uh go deeper. So we actually got went deeper and actually started getting read uh reading test scores of the kids. Hmm. And we figured, okay, we gotta spend more time um uh, with academics than we're doing now. So now it's like we have a campaign as a club and, and, and academics for the most part. That's where the hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, tutoring sessions have come into place. So to, to, with something that, you know, I want to leave or want the, the area to to be solid on is the, is the knowledge of Christ and his salvational love. And at the same time, I want the kids to get, hey, you know, being a part of Young Life, you're not only going to learn about Christ, you're going to learn – uh some things about scholarships and GPAs and things mm-hmm. of that sort to uh receive uh kind of like the best of both worlds. Because mm-hmm. one kid one kid one day was with another leader and made a joke. Um he was riding home one day and they pulled up off the highway and this guy had a sign she said that they was holding it saying um we'll work for food, uh need a job, God bless. And one of the kids yelled out, "That's me! That's me! That's me!" And she was, "What are you talking about?" He said, "That's me. I'm gonna be a saved bum." And mm. she was like, "What do you mean? Like, well, you know, I ain't gonna graduate from high school, and so I'm gonna come out here, but I'm gonna tell everybody, God bless." And so it was like, with those incident incidents mm. taking place, it it put us on a path to uh, to help out in the academic world and. Mm. and and it's working because we have uh, about 24, 23, 24 kids in college now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're opening up the door for apprenticeships uh, this year right now for those kids that, you know, don't want to do college or college not their cup of tea. So it's, it's young life has turned into this price college and career, you know, program now. You know, with, with the focus on those three things. Uh, mm-hmm. so you might want to add, you know, uh, uh, two more C's to, you know, like Five C's.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: add college and career to it, cause, uh, we spend a lot of time with that, especially during summer and, and whatnot. Um, my leaders are taking a, a big, big pull towards helping the kids out in that area moving forward.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. I. I think a lot of us can learn about a little bit more holistic in ministry and, like, helping kids, yeah, walk forward in Jesus. But, all right, how do I, you, you, how do I you live
2: know, my
5: life out now? No, I, I love it. Thank, thanks you, for it, leading what, that what, way, we, what we discovered is when you show a kid how to add subtract a fraction and they go like, oh, he knows what he's talking about or he she knows what she's talking about, they turn around and listen to us when we talk about Christ, you know, mm-hmm. turning... You know, uh, five loaves and two fish to feed, you know, a multitude. So hmm. they turn around and say the same thing. Oh, they know what they're talking about. Hmm. So it, it's working in both arenas. And, you know, they, they, with that relationship just growing from helping them out, finding scholarships, you know, to go to school and, and yep. helping them write essays, yep. you know, uh, practicing for the ACT, you know, things like that. And it's like, man, they spending all this time with us on this, and then turn around and talk about Christ. Hmm. You know, it, it makes talking about Christ and the realness of it hmm. uh, that much deeper.
1: Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, you're meeting felt needs. Like yep. Jesus walks around, blind people helps them see, mm-hmm. feeding the hungry people. You're working yep. with kids that need to grow and reading in mass so that they can. Yep. Keep going in life, and, you yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, that's where you're meeting them at. And so that's awesome. It's super encouraging. It pumps me up to think about how I can think more critically about how I'm trying to meet and serve kids. Parting words you would want to share with leaders in Buckeye region as they're trying to run after lost kids?
5: Anything um, you leave them with? First of all, I want to thank Jeff Treckler for literally uh, trusting me and to... To doing this job um i never saw myself as a leader still don't in the way as a leader, hmm. nobody <clears throat> i always tell people you know for the most part um i see myself as a pawn on the chessboard because i love assisting anybody uh that's in charge of something to help the organization or the movement you know move better you know and whatnot, so. But I will brag to say I'm the best pawn on the chessboard. I will <laughs> brag on that. But um, it's uh I'm I'm just I'm I'm I wish I had learned about young life when I was a kid, you know, or in my twenties or thirties. Um, uh, uh, but I think you know maybe I was supposed to learn about it the time I did because I'm taking all the wisdom of 58 years. And, and trying to incorporate it into something that could assist kids along with all the resources that come from young yeah. life, which is making the job just easier. So I tell, uh, any few, any leaders, current leaders or whatnot, oh gosh, take advantage if you haven't already of the staff resource site. Hmm. I mean, it has practically everything on there, which, you know, um to assist you in, in, in everything. So uh, for those that haven't jumped into it, like for me, I spent a couple hours on a weekend on a Saturday or Sunday for about three or four weeks just going through all the pages, it seems like, just to Hmm. see what's there. And from there, I kind of feel like I'm a surgeon where I can hand off tools to my leaders Hmm. and say, hey, this can work for you in that situation because I'm getting the tools from the staff resource side. yeah, I think it works. That's awesome.
1: That's awesome. Well, Malcolm, man, thank you for taking the time to this conversation. I'm immensely thankful to God for you and what you're doing in Dayton. And uh, it's an encouragement to me, and I'm sure it will be for a lot of other people. But uh, thanks for taking the time to chat. I appreciate it a lot.
5: Okay. Thanks for asking. Appreciate it. A dum dum da 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 -da 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 -da
1: -da 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 dum dum
5: dum